Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Do any of you who are here enjoy uh, post-apocalyptic fiction? I thought you might. (laughs) Things like Hunger Games or Day After Tomorrow or zombie stories, that sort of thing. Some people really, really get into literature or movies, stories where society has broken down and everything's fallen apart. Maybe it's after a plague or a war or something, and people are fighting against all odds in a hostile world, or people are coming together to forge a new society out of the ruins, stories like that. I think people like those because it's kind of fun to imagine and wonder how you would do in that kind of situation. At least it's fun as long as it is only fiction. Imagine this morning for a moment what it would be like, what it would feel like if that were reality. Imagine if all the institutions that we take for granted, all the governments, churches, grocery stores, banks, were all wiped out. And maybe it's not so hard to imagine right now banks being wiped out. (laughs) But then, imagine if on top of all that, an enemy army comes in and forcibly relocates you, says, you're leaving, you're leaving all your stuff here, you're coming with us, and moves you into a foreign country to start over. Your whole life would feel like it had fallen apart. And of course, that's true for some people in our world, even today. And that, I think, must have been what it felt like for the Jewish people at the time the prophet Ezekiel was writing, at the time he was prophesying. And Ezekiel is not somebody that we hear from very often, but he's really quite an important prophet. He lived during the Babylonian exile right around 600 years before Jesus. And this was not a good time to be living as a Jew. The kingdom of Israel has fallen. The people have been deported, taken away from their land by the Babylonian army. God's temple has been destroyed and looted. The holy city of Jerusalem has been plundered. This is about as dark of a time as it gets. And it looks like This is the end of the story. This is the end of Israel's story. This is the end of God's story. God's home has been destroyed. This looks hopeless. And maybe that's not as hard to relate to right now as we wish it was. In the commentary for this week, Pastor Danielle Schroyer writes, quote, To be quite honest, very few things feel more ridiculous than hope these days. We're facing a world of climate emergency, war, a growing immigration crisis, a terrifying surge in hate groups, rising global fascism, technological overload, and in case we forgot, an ongoing pandemic. If fear were an energy source, we could power our cars and our homes for a year. And I would add to her list, church attendance has fallen across the country significantly. It was already, it's been falling for decades. It fell dramatically during the pandemic and by most measures has not recovered. Congregations 
are growing older, not just ours, but most church congregations, many church congregations. Inflation makes everything cost more. Lots of things seem precarious, right? I'm not saying, not at all, that we are as bad off as the Israelites. There's always certainly people historically who are much worse off than we are, the Israelites in Ezekiel's time, and certainly people around the world right now. But we can relate to what these people are going through. And in this gloomy, fearful time, God sends the prophet Ezekiel a vision. Ezekiel sees a valley of dry bones representing what's left of Israel, the remnants of God's chosen people. Basically, there's nothing left. Their kingdom is destroyed. Their whole way of life is destroyed. They are afraid that even God, maybe God is dead. The temple's gone. That's was God's house. It was supposed to endure forever. And I don't know if you caught it as you were listening to Ron read the story, but when God shows Ezekiel this vision of a valley of dry bones, it takes a while. Verse 2 says, He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. There's no blood or marrow left in the bones, nothing, no life, just a valley of death. It's like something out of a horror movie or some bleak sci-fi scene, and God makes Ezekiel look at it and recognize it and stay there. And that had to be a painful experience, dwelling in that suffering to realize the hopelessness. And then finally, God starts talking to Ezekiel, and he says, he asks, mortal, can these bones live? And that's our question for this week. Can these bones live? Or is it already too late? Is there anything that can come out of death Is it too late even for God? Remember, these aren't even bodies. These are bones. What's left after the decomposition? And Ezekiel, for his part, hears this question, and he is not sure that he sees any potential at all here. He's not really sure where God is going with this, and I love this. He takes the safe route, and he sort of hedges his bets, and he says, Oh, Lord God, you know the answer. It's a wonderful, non-committal answer, because seeing potential in death is hard. And then God starts to work. Then God starts to work. God starts telling Ezekiel what to say to the dry bones, and I think this is the most interesting part of the story. God does not say to Ezekiel, that was a really lousy answer. You have little faith. Watch this. No. Instead, God instructs Ezekiel, you prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. God is going to bring life to these bones, and Ezekiel gets to announce it. God is going to do a miracle, and Ezekiel gets to participate. The new life from these, for these bones comes from the breath of God, but Ezekiel gets to be part of it. And I don't know if he's quite sure about all of this, But he does as he's told. Ezekiel speaks to the bones as commanded. He says, dry bones live. He speaks to the winds, and God raises up the bones into living people. And the message of this vision, the message of the prophecy to the people of Israel is clear. 
It says, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. And I will place you, remember they're in exile, I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. So there's two reasons, two things I really love about this story. First, I think it is incredibly encouraging to hear stories of God bringing life out of death. No matter how dim the future looks, God can still make a way forward. That's one thing. An example of that, of course, is the story of Lazarus. And I'm not going to say very much about this story of Jesus. We heard the whole story. It's likely a familiar story. But I will point out this miracle is as much about who Jesus is, Jesus' identity, as it is about Lazarus. This miracle of raising Lazarus is, if you keep reading, this is the turning point in the Gospel of John because this is what firmly establishes for the people that Jesus is God. Raising people from the dead is something that only God can do. No one else can do that. Only God can create life out of death. And there's that strange bit in the story where Jesus gets word that his good friend Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, is very sick, and he waits two days before beginning the journey. And I don't know, I don't have a good answer for why Jesus waits. I don't particularly like it. Definitely one of the questions on my list for when I get to heaven. There's some questions to ask there. But the result of Jesus' delay is that by the time he gets there, Lazarus has been dead for four days. He is really, really dead. In fact, the Jewish standard for being certain, really absolutely sure that someone is dead, is three days. There's no mostly dead, still slightly alive sort of princess bride thing here. The man is decomposing. His body stinks. Any normal faith healer, any miracle worker, doctor is going to look at the tomb, smell the decomposing body, and go away. It is too late. But it is not too late for Jesus. He does something that only God can do. He tells Lazarus to come out of the tomb, and Lazarus does it. Lazarus comes out. If you keep reading in John, this is the turning point where the religious and the political leaders, the people with power, realize they need to do something about this Jesus. They could ignore or explain away all those other miracles. You cannot ignore someone who's decomposing, getting up and walking out of the tomb. And from then on, I think it's the very next verse, from then on, they began plotting to kill him. This is how we get to Easter, well, to Good Friday and then to Easter in a few weeks. From here, everything leads to the cross and to Jesus' death. Of course, after he dies, spoiler alert, he himself will rise from the dead, which is the final ultimate proof that he is who he says he is. So back to Ezekiel. One of the parts I love is this idea of God seeing potential for life even in what looks like death, and that's a preview of what's coming for Jesus himself. The other part, though, that I really love about this story is Ezekiel's role, what he gets to do in the story. Ezekiel gets to be the one to tell the dry bones to live. He gets to be the one to proclaim life, to declare good news. And this is what you and I get to do as Christians. We get to look at this broken world and say, there is hope. There is good news here. 
the story is not over. Our job is to declare good news, to speak God's love to this world. And it's not just empty words telling people, well, don't worry about your situation because God loves you, so your suffering doesn't really matter. No. The Apostle James says something about that kind of proclamation. It's a trap we can fall into, right? He talks about the uselessness of faith that's only words without deeds. The good news that we proclaim is accompanied by action. We live our faith. God is at work through us. God uses whatever we have to offer to build God's kingdom to breathe life into dead bones. Our words and our actions as followers of Jesus speak life. Today's question asks if we believe this is possible. Can these bones live? Can we believe there is hope for this world in Jesus Christ? Can we believe that God is not done with us yet? That there is hope even for you and for me? In the chapter before the Lazarus story, in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. If there is one thing that we as Christians have to say to this world, it is the message that real life, abundant life, life starting now and continuing for eternity is found in Jesus Christ. God is in the business of life, creating it, restoring it, speaking it. Life is what God does, whether it's the whole world at creation or a newborn baby or into hopeless situations like valleys of dry bones or tombs that are four days old. Our job, our calling from God is to speak life, to share the good news of what God is doing in our own lives and in the world. God told Ezekiel to speak life so the dry bones could live. In the Lazarus story, when Lazarus comes out of the tomb, Jesus tells the people standing there, standing there probably in shock at what's happening, he tells them to step up and get involved and participate in God's work. He says, unbind him and let him go. We get to be a part of God's work. We get to be a part of speaking life. Will you join in what God is doing? Will you proclaim life and hope to the world? Will you believe that dry bones can live? May God use you today and this week and always to speak life to those around you. And may you hear God speaking life to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaki County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.